and welcome to the second episode of The Duck Chronicles. It's me, Patrick, and this is the podcast where I talk about what I've been up to, what I've been doing, what I've been listening to, what I've been watching, and some general stuff about me. So, happy to have you here. What I have to tell you this week is that Italy returned to Yellow Zone. Well, Tuscany, actually. That means that we can go out. We can meet people. Well, of course, like reduced amount of people, but we can see people. It's crazy. First and foremost, I've been going way more to the park. Like, the first week that the yellow zone was announced, it rained. Like, rain is putting it mildly. It poured on us. It was like a waterfall for six days straight. It was pretty crazy. But after that week, it got better. I've been going to the park, to the park Villa Strozzi, to read a lot. It's actually pretty beautiful. I've been told that Italians do not use parks that much. I don't know why. Their, their parks are awesome. There are a lot of dogs. It's, there are a lot of birds singing. Maybe you can, you can also hear the birds that are singing right now. Spring is starting, so um, the birds are going wild. It's amazing. And the park is the same. You, you go and you see birds flying, you hear them singing and being there, that's not, that there's not much people around. You can hear everything so good and, and the birds, it's, it's really beautiful. I really enjoy going to the park because for those of you who don't know, I love dogs, okay? I, I see a dog and I just become crazy. In this park, there is actually a section where, you, where dogs can go and play with each other. It's so beautiful, it's amazing. There is also some tables where you can sit and I always sit at one table where near me a golden retriever comes with its owner and the golden retriever tries to climb a tree. It's crazy. I, I don't know if, if the owner is training to do climb trees, but it's really cute actually. I see him trying to climb a tree and <laughs> I don't know, it fills my heart with joy to see those kind of stuff and there are many many dog owners that come and just play with their dogs they throw a stick and they they search it there are also like those lazy dogs who just want to <laughs> throw themselves in the grass it's it's really nice besides that we have been also having breakfast outside with elba we actually went to piazza santo spirito where the church santo spirito is and there is a nice coffee place called pita mingoli i for sure mispronounced that so i'm sorry pita mingoli owners if you heard this we have been going there and it's really cute the photo from this podcast episode is there actually where we have breakfast the view of course where we have breakfast it's really nice like italian coffees are cheap uh, compared to germany because an espresso just costs you one euro and the pastries also cost uh, one euro so it's pretty nice to go just outside sit on a nice table where you have other people talking to each other and have a nice pastry with a custard or marmalade. It's amazing. Like, I love uh, pastries. Even though I'm more of a salty guy in the morning, I don't know if that's the correct term. I like to eat salty stuff. But I gotta say, I enjoy waking up and going to the coffee and order a pastry and an espresso and just sit there and enjoy the view. Piazza Santo Spirito is also a really nice place. There are many vintage markets, vegan markets, food markets that happen throughout the week. Each time you go, you see uh, different uh, markets and you can also 
buy really 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 uh, cheap stuff like I bought this really nice vintage shirt that has flowers on it and it's really colorful and I really love it and it just costed me seven euros so that's the kind of stuff you can buy on one of the markets that appear regularly on Santo Spirito there are also the vegan markets there are also the vintage clothing markets there are also the farmers markets that they come with their vegetables and their plants to sell it they're really 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 nice apart from that i've been also walking through the city everything opening back it's just nice you can see that kind of the town needs a little bit more of life in a way because it's been a long time uh, and covid has been already for almost more than a year so people are, are trying to reopen but each time COVID come back. So right now that Yellow Zone has been announced, each shop, well, not everyone, but a nice amount of shops have, has put um, yellow balloons and flags outside of their businesses. The view from, from it, it's, it's really nice. It's like encouraging, you know, like people want to change. People want to be open. Of course, there's also a, a kind of protest, but I think everyone right now wants a little bit back to normality in kind of a sense. So it's been nice to walk around the city, to see more people around as well, smiling with their eyes, of course, because now with the mask we cannot even see it, but you feel the energy of the people when you pass by and they're talking and they meet people. Another thing I have done also in the yellow zone is that I have contacted the team that does medieval fencing in Florence. What is medieval fencing? Well, it's like normal fencing, but you use the techniques for from medieval times. It's pretty cool. I have done a little bit of medieval combat in Argentina. That means that we made our own authentic medieval armor. That means that we have to comply to the rules and to the armors that existed in the past, then we build it and then we fought with each other. Yeah, I know, it's kind of crazy, but I love it. <laughs> Since I've loved that, I, I try to contact the team that does that here in Florence and it's pretty cool. They have a really nice place. Their captain was a really nice person who explained to me what they do. It varies a lot from what I've been doing in Argentina because this is more like a toned down version where you just don't like bash your head in with swords and axes. Here you really practice the technique. I mean, you practice the stances, the defensive stances, the attacking stances, the riposte stances. I like it. Sadly, they are closed until September because of COVID, but he sent me many links to study and to see what they do. And it looks pretty awesome. They also do their, their armors. Here in Europe, you can buy your armor. In Argentina, we also we normally did our armor because lightest armor that you can buy is made of titanium. In Argentina, titanium is really expensive and a little bit complicated to get. But here in Europe, it's pretty common because Russia is one of their most biggest sports and they sell these armors and swords and anything you like. It's, it's crazy. So you can actually buy your armor and then start doing it. And what they do here in medieval fencing is that they fight with each other with the medieval techniques that they learn. I really want to get back uh, to do a sport. I've been doing way better with my back as well. That's why I'm also searching a sport to do. 
since I went to the doctor um, that I told you uh, in the last few podcasts, my back is doing way better. Like at first it hurt a little bit, but it's doing way better. Like each time that I do yoga now, I can finally relax and I can hear my back naturally crack. That means uh, I'm not forcing it to crack, but it's just a muscle or a ligament releasing its pressure. So I'm pretty happy. I've been also having less problem to walk. And that's why I also started a yoga challenge. Like I told you, I follow this yoga instructor in YouTube called Yoga with Adrian. And it's really nice. We started with Elba a yoga challenge called Breathe. And it's really nice. You start always by meditating and then you go full on doing yoga, that yoga that revitalizes you. It's, it's pretty nice. It's a really nice habit that I, I have added to my life to do each time I wake up, I do yoga. I wouldn't change that for anything. I actually look forward to it, to wake up and do yoga. So I'm pretty happy in that sense. Since Italy went back to yellow zone, I started looking for a job and good news, I found one. It actually went like this, Stella, Elba's sister, and knew someone who has a cafe, a really nice cafe. It's like a literary cafe. Its place is based on a restorated monastery. It sounds crazy like that. It's beautiful. It's like this place where artisans come and they do also markets, book illustrations, they do vintage markets, they sell plates, jars, all made by themselves, and it's beautiful. The cafe is open all day, so you can go there, buy a book, and sit there to study, enjoy a coffee, enjoy the view. I love it. I like I had the interview. The guys that organized it were young like me. They were looking for someone to do a little bit of everything. A flexible person who can also be a waiter, also do coffee. It was pretty nice. They have also offered me the opportunity to organize uh, some events like uh, jam sessions, classical music events, and also a DJ night. I think it's Saturday or Friday. They have DJ nights and they also have jazz nights. I kind of like the idea of organizing events and also connecting with people through the work because being a waiter connects you with people. Even though you're more of a service person, you can always talk to the people. I'm actually supposed to start on the 12th of May or the 19th. So let's see. I'm gonna keep you updated on that. Another funny story is that I also had a job interview with a five-star hotel. I didn't actually think that I would get the job interview because I just sent my CV through LinkedIn. I was just like, maybe they will call me, maybe not. And one day I was like listening to music and I see myself ringing. It was the manager of the hotel that was asking if I really talked German, if I really talked English. And he asked me if I had some experience doing drinks. I said yes, and we set it upon a date. I had to dress up really fancy. I had some uh, really nice black pants, a white shirt that I went to buy on the same day because apparently I didn't have any white shirts. So I just went on the same day I had the interview 
to buy the shirt, tried it on, and then went back home, ironed it, and then I was ready. I've also had my Dr. Martens shoes, those really black, fancy shoes. I was like a, like a really proper fancy guy. On my way there, the job interview was supposed to be at Piazza Santa Maria Novella. For those of you who never been in Florence, that's near the Stazione Centrale, which means there's a pretty touristy zone. And the piazza where the church is, it's beautiful. And knowing me, I decided to go 10 minutes earlier because I have the thing that I always get there too late. So I just decided to play against myself and went earlier. So I was there 10 minutes before and they gave me an address and when I got to the address, it was close. And I was like, wait, no way. I'm here on time and it's actually close, what? So I dialed the number that called me and he told me, no, yeah, we are already close from that side. Come to the main door. So I went to the piazza, the main entrance, and I've worked for fancy places, but this place, a five-star hotel, it was weird. The guy who was interviewing me, he was real fancy. So I actually thought I was matching the um, elegancy and formalities for the interview. And he guided me to this big lounge where there were really nice um, handcrafted jars, uh, vases. There were also these big couches, luxurious couches. And we sat down there and he asked me what, what, what was I doing in Florence, basically what I, what, I, what I talk about in this podcast, but more of the professional side. He asked me also, do you know how to do the Senegal Sling drink? And I was like, um, I know how to do Fernet and Coca-Cola. <laughs> so he was really nice, actually. The interview was kind. He was really kind with me. He, to he told me he wanted someone to take care of the, of the bar, basically to do aperitivos. Aperitivo is before dinner, where you drink um, an Aperol Spritz with, uh, I don't know, a focaccia or something really tiny, and then you go to dinner. I asked if what I'm wearing right now, is it enough for, for, for this job? And he told me, you're not even close. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I thought about it, and I actually do not want to work as bartender. I did that job in Berlin, where people drink alcohol and... I'm not up for it, for doing it again. I need something more that connects me to people culturally, where I can see people enjoying themselves, but not by alcohol. I mean, people knowing each other, people meeting each other, um, helping people, and also, I don't know, a pretty more toned down version of this. That's why I, also what I chose to work at the cafe. It's called Il Conventino. I don't know if I told it, I'm sorry. He also asked me, where do I see myself in five years? And I think... That was the question that made me say no to the work because I don't see myself learning all these drinks for fancy people or tourists that come and then get drunk there. No, I'm not up for that. I, I think I need something more that fulfills me as a person, that um, helps me grow personally. And also think that the Café Il Conventino being a place that organizes events with artisans and markets and me being able to help them to organize this, I'm gonna have way more fun than actually just devoting my life to make alcohol for other people. It was pretty interesting, I gotta say. Like, I'm happy I got a job now. I miss working. 
I haven't worked since uh, January, so I need that I need to wake up and know that I have to work so I can also focus on the things that I also want to do because having this much free time you say of course yeah you have to do your stuff you you so you don't have a routine but having so much free time I think you get accustomed to having so much free time and you don't use it that well and I also like working to be honest I, I like going doing the stuff I have to do do my hours and then go back home and read or watch a nice series. So, and now, what I've been consuming these past weeks. First and foremost, watching. I've been watching Shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone is a fantasy series on Netflix that it's based on books, a trilogy, another two books. I love fantasy. I can read a lot of fantasy and I love watching fantasy. I actually was a little bit reluctant to watch it at first, but Elba recommended it to me because she read the books and I loved it. It's the series is so well done. Dialogue actually is made by the same uh, writer who did the books. So it's not this kind of pointless uh, dialogue. It's really well done. I have been also watching Shira. It got even better. Like the plot was good, but now we got even more backstory from each of the characters and it's amazing. Totally recommend it if you want to watch something short. I think each episode is between 30 and 35 minutes, so recommend it. About reading, I finished Obama's book. That was a milestone because it was crazy, it was a ride. I gotta say, I enjoyed it. I also made my reviews on Goodreads, for those of you who use Goodreads. Like I said, I enjoyed it. It was a little bit long because uh, he dragged a little bit uh, on the last part, I think, but it kind of gave me a little bit of perspective on how a politician life goes. It's cramped as fuck. It's crazy. He kept writing and going back into time. And when you think about it on the timeline, he worked, well, not only he, his whole organization, his whole department worked on so many things at so many in such short time that it's so crazy how much they have accomplished and also failed but I recommend it for you if you want to read a little bit more of American politics I like how he writes it's pretty fluid he connects stuff really well I think it's a really good book if you want to dip a little bit into politics I also bought The Hill We Climb from Amanda Gorman that's the poem that was read by her on the inauguration of Joe Biden on January 2021 and it's pretty short it's like 30 pages. I saw it, I went walking and I found a really nice library and I saw it was for sale and I just read it there on the spot and it was so beautiful, like talks mostly of USA but I like the way it's written. It gave me hope and motivation I gotta say it. I think you can of course find it on online on YouTube but I also like to have it on my nightstand and grab it and read one verse at night because it feels inspiring. I've also started reading my new book called The Way of Kings from Brandon Sanderson. It was recommended to me after I read The Name of the Wind. It's amazing. It has so much world building. It's actually um, a series called The Stormlight Archives. I am consuming the book. 
literally i've i just read 100 pages in like four days that's for me it's a lot so i'm happy <laughs> i cannot wait to read more because last year a new book came out or at the beginning of this year i don't remember exactly the fourth book came out so i just want to get to them and read them about listening the nostalgia came back i've been listening to linkin park <laughs> i've been listening to meteora and hybrid theory those really old albums I've also been listening to System of a Down, more nostalgia even. System of a Down marked a lot of my high school days where I just go out angry because, you know, when you're a teenager, you're angry most of the time with, I don't know, everything. <laughs> I just remember putting on my, my MP3, oh my god. I remember my MP3 and just putting toxicity and just walk really angry at home. It was amazing. So I've been listening, listening to System of a Down again. I've also listened to a new song from Hiatus Coyote called Red Room. It's amazing. It's really jazzy. I love the voice of the singer Nai. Apparently they are releasing their new album that took six years in recording and I cannot wait for it. I'm still listening to the Critical Role podcast. I'm still on the 111th episode. I haven't had much time to finish it, but I'm slowly going forward with it. And I'm also listening to Felicitations podcast. That's the podcast from Felicia Day, the actress and also geek icon that founded Geek and Sundry. And I love it. She was actually the inspiration for this podcast because she got recommended to do a podcast about her life because um, she wanted to record it uh, for her daughter. And I said, fuck it, why don't I do the same? I love her. Like, she's pretty um, honest and she talks about what she's what she been doing, she's playing. Basically the same thing I'm doing right now, she does. And I recommend it to you if you like this kind of podcast about people telling about their lives. And also I've added a new section in this one. It's called playing. What I've been playing? I've been playing Civilization 6. I'm a long fan from Civilization. I started playing Civilization since um, I was like... 15, 14, because the cousin uh, from my mom recommended to me. I remember playing Sid Meier's Civilization 2 so on, on my Windows 95 computer. So it's pretty fun to have it now on my laptop and being able to play Civilization 6. Because I find it one of the best games ever. It's just so relaxing, building your empire and expanding and then having trade routes. It's oh, it's amazing. Other thing I'm also playing is Counter-Strike uh, Global Offensive, Old Habits Die Hard, and we can also be playing Catan Online. You can play Catan Online on colonist.io. I recommend it way more than the Catan Play Catan, because Play Catan, you have to pay to get uh, most of its uh, improvements and play other maps. Basically, you have to pay more to play different types of layouts. So I recommend Colonies because you can have every expansion and also play with much more people that are playing. So that was my week. I hope your weeks have been also been good. I thank you again for listening to this podcast. I hope to find you next time here as well. If you have any questions and would like to me to talk about something on the next episode of the podcast, please write me down on Twitter. I hope you have a nice week. Have a beautiful everything. And bye-bye.